0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Threadcast. I hope that you are doing well. It's Ryan Smith here. Um, Yeah, how's your week going? Good? Bad? Mm -hmm. It's not really where way can respond in this uh, format, is there? (laughs) Silly question. But yeah, Uh, today, what I want to do is just uh, today's Threadcast is meant to be a reminder. It's not necessarily be anything new, um, anything exciting, but uh, it's something just to, to think, something you've heard before, but maybe... Something you might, might need to be reminded about. And uh, this past Sunday at our gathering, we talked about tribe. And uh, Jake Ellard brought some great thoughts on it um, shared an incredible story about he and uh, having a, an issue in his life that he needed to take care of. And he went to his friend and uh, they did it together. And So it was just a neat story of what it means to, meant to be in tribe. And so today is the day after the twenty twenty two Tour de France uh, has ended. A guy from Denmark named Jonas Vingegaard—I don't know how to say his name—won uh, it for the first time ever. And why that means anything to anybody, uh, who knows. Um, but for me, uh, I used to be an avid, avid cyclist. I used to ride all the time. I loved it. And so I want to just share a few um, thoughts on Tribe and cycling and just get to a quick little point. But uh, back when I started riding, uh, it was because there were some guys that influenced me. They wrote a lot and said, hey, you ought to get into it. And so I got into it, started riding and got into a pretty healthy rhythm of riding several times during the week. And my my normal rhythm for riding would be during the week, uh, during the week days, I would go and probably ride by myself anywhere from got to to 12 to to 20 miles during the week on a day. And then I would join a group of people. I was going to say guys, but there was females involved as well. So a group of people, and we would always meet up on Saturday morning, and that would be considered our long ride day. And so we would leave early Saturday morning, and we would ride, oh, depending upon where we, minimum of 20, usually around 30 to 40 and we got even to the point where we started training for these um, century rides where you ride 100 miles. And the one we did all the time was called Hotter Than Hell. It was in West Texas. We run, ha, ride 100 miles in August um, in sweltering heat. It was literally hotter than hell. Um, so when we were training for that event, we would sometimes at, at our big rides, we'd, we'd ride anywhere from 30 to 50 miles and then work our way up to 70 miles on a Saturday. And um, loved it, loved it. And what was interesting is that when I would ride during the week, um, is when I was doing my work, but during, on Saturday, I would ride in a group of anywhere from four to seven to eight people. And when you rode on Saturdays in the group, um, you rode at a faster clip that you would ride, you would ride your average speed went up. And then, it's simply because if you've seen any type of racing before, you see riders who they, they ride in in a line, either in one line, sometimes in two, in groups of two lines, but the idea is that one bike is right in front of the other, almost um, not touching their wheel. That's the that's the the beauty and the science behind it, is that you're right behind that other wheel. And if you've watched the Tour de France, you'll you know that they ride in this big clump, and it's come to be known as the Peloton. Um, not the, not the, the riding the bike in your home, right on, on, on computer, but the Peloton is, is considered the, the group of riders who ride together. Usually there's one out front, the rest are in the back and, and Peloton in French simply means a small ball. That's what they look like is this idea of a small ball. But, um, when I would ride uh, on Saturdays, it wasn't a Peloton in the sense of this big massive group, but when I would ride you, uh, and if you've never done this, it's hard, it you can hear about it, but you, it's something unique to experience is that when you get in a group and you are four or five of you, you begin to ride and you get in that second or third or even that fourth or fifth spot, um, you ride at a faster speed using less energy. Um, it's a crazy, crazy thing. And it's it's beautiful. And, and the etiquette of riding in a Peloton is, is you have to keep talking to each other. You signal to each other. So if, if you're in the front you know, and there's a stick up ahead of you or something, you have to signal that other people that you're getting ready to slow down, right? Um, because you're, you're this train that's moving along. And then also etiquette of riding in a Peloton is this idea that everybody takes their turn up front, right? And so you ride up front for a while and you, uh, you make your pull, um, you, um, t- take your turn pumping and, and grinding up at the front. And then usually at a time period or when you've been up there a little bit and you start feeling tired, you would, uh, Shade off to the left. the The group comes up behind you. Now that the one behind you takes the lead, and you find yourself back into the middle, either the very end or the back. What's interesting about this is that you would also, if you were in the back, you had to pay attention because if you got out of that that wind gust, right, um, then the group would leave you, and you had to work twice as hard to catch up to them, right. Um, and so we see this, it makes sense. Now, what was so amazing about that is that when we go out on our rides, we weren't like speed demons at all, but we would go, I would, when I would ride by myself, I got to where I could average about 18, 19 miles per hour, sometimes 20, 21 miles per hour when I was really, really training hard. But when we would ride together on Saturdays, our average would jump up four to five miles per hour. Um, and it's because the idea is that you could go faster with, um, expending less energy. Now, you see this in on the Tour de France, and um, what's amazing is you'll, they call it the Peloton, and they know it. They've always known that there there was a, a benefit to riding in the clump into the middle or to the back of the pack, but they never quite knew how how much of a benefit it was. And So a recent study, scientists did some study on it and did a full Peloton in this wind tunnel, and what they found is amazing. They found... That people in the middle to the back of the Peloton in a big group like on the Tour de France, that they rode at five to seven percent wind resistance compared to the person that was up front, right? So, so basically, if you were for those that do kilometers per hour, if you were going to ride 12 to 15 miles, uh, kilometers per hour, then, um, and use the use your exertion that it would take for you to ride at 12 kilometers per hour, um, which is about 7 miles per hour, okay, um, for for those that don't do it. If you're going to use the, that energy, then the Peloton would be traveling at 54 kilometers per hour, right? Um, the idea that um, you could ride at 33 miles per hour and only use the energy that it would take to ride at 7 miles per hour. It's ridiculous, right? And it was kind of so fun is that if you watch the Tour de France at all, you'll always see there's that one guy that always tries to go off by himself or um that you know he wants to and it's, there's usually strategy involved, but he'll go off by himself and he'll take a big lead. And the group will stay back behind, but then as the end of the race is getting closer, this one guy, it looks like he's gonna win it. He's way out and he's pumping, he's pumping, he's pumping, and then all of a sudden you see the Peloton take off. And it's just like this big monster of a of a shark is chasing down this little fish and and then that little fish is going as fast as he can, as fast as he can, as fast as he can, as as he can, as he can he's penalty, pale, penalty, penalty, penalty. And All of a sudden, the, the Peloton just takes over the guy and, and just sucks him in. And he actually usually gets spits out toward, toward the back because um, he, he's extended so much energy. But imagine that. What they found is that is that somebody in a Peloton is is can ride at a 96, 95% more efficient rate than they would by themselves. It's incredible. Um The idea that you can go faster in a group than you can by yourself. Yeah, see where we're going with today's Threadcast? Um, This is not just, you know, something that that is found in in science and not just found in man-made things, but it's found in nature too, right? That when things are together, when things are in packs, that they do better, right? That anything by itself always struggles and the greatest one you can see using the idea of the peloton is, is right that the flying v right it, birds that fly in a flying v and so again scientists have always known um, that they did it for a reason you know to, to make it better but what they they did a recent study as well and they found um using these birds and they put some trackers on it one they put heart rate monitors on some of the birds um, and found that the the uh heart rate of a bird in the back was much lower. So usually I think they said, I don't know, this doesn't sound right, but I think I was remembering that like a, when a bird goes to flight, their heartbeat goes up to like 400 beats per minute. Um, but what they found was that any birds that were flying in that V pattern, that the birds in the back, their heartbeat was beating less than the birds in the front, right? But what they also found was was so amazing is that when a bird flaps its wings... There's a downwash and an upwash, right? And so so the idea is that when a bird flaps its wings, the in the downwash, there's air that's pushing down that goes behind him, and then there's an upwash where actually the, the air um, goes upwards. And what they found in a flying V is that the birds not only go in a flying V, but they maneuver themselves, they position themselves in just the right place where if they're in the flying V... The bird behind the bird in front of them will get in the right spot where they will be in the upwash of, of the bird in front of them. And so they are that's how they're using less energy. It's not aerodynamics as like in a peloton per se, it's more of getting into that upwash of taking the the, the air from the bird in front of you and letting it lift you. Okay? And that's the simple thought for today. That you are best in community. You are best in a tribe. That life is easier, is faster, is more uh, wind resistant, if you will, when you are together, when you embrace tribe. This is hard for me. I love tribe. I love community. Uh, I love the thought of it, but I I struggle at sometimes allowing myself to be in it, to allow myself to not be that solo bird or that solo rider. But the the, the just the thought here is simply that I'm better when I do, and I know it. You know, um, and this is this is easy to talk about biblically, right? And it starts from the very beginning of creation, the creation story. That even, you know, in, in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, where it just simply says, God said man was not meant to be alone. And so he creates the female, right? That that male is not meant to be alone, so he creates the female. That in the very essence of our creation, that we were never, even as beautiful as we were, as perfect, as as pure as, as Adam was in that creation state before anything could ever um taint him or, or, or make him less than, he was still less than because he was by himself. He wasn't made to be alone. He was made to be in tribe, right? And then we talked about that before. That's the, the Imago day We're made in the image of God. And obviously the image of God is plural, right? That, that we were made to be plural. Just the idea that God Himself is never alone; that He is plural. Um, there's several passages, right, that talk about this. Right, you know, Galatians six two, where it talks about that we're to carry each other's burdens, or Proverbs twenty seven seventeen, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Right, this idea that we make each other better. And then Hebrews ten twenty four, the other one I love to go to is that you know that that one about let us consider how we may spur each other on to love into good deeds, right? That that we need each other to help each other better. And, and the one passage I want to leave you with today is the simple one that comes from Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12. Two are better than one because they have found a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity one who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? The one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A quarter of three strands is not quickly broken. So simply the idea there, the smartest man that ever walked the place the earth said, two are better than one. That is the message for today. You are better in community. You are better in the tribe. And so that's what we challenged our, our, our group um, this past Sunday. And I want to challenge you is to, to look for the unique mystery of finding a new tribe this week. Find somebody new to connect to. Find a group to connect to that you haven't connected to before and see how that can make your life better. Something to think about. You're better in community. Have a great day. Grace and peace.